what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech. My name is Alan Jackson. As those of you watching on video can see clearly listed underneath my name or my picture over to my right, and I'm pointing to my left because cameras are inverted. Uh, it is Brian Jackson on the right-hand side of the screen with his name underneath him. How you doing, Brian? Well, it's amazing how that all worked out, right? With my name underneath my picture and your name underneath yours. And it's almost like you know what you're doing with terms of technology. This is it's good. It's a good start. I wonder. Some days I wonder. Uh, today was one of those days I do wonder. Brian, I, I, I don't think I want to bring it up in this episode. I, I think I may save it for another one. I've, I've still got some, still got some, a couple tech challenges. I actually, I'm a little humiliated to say I may have to ask your opinion on oh, to get some feedback on. Oh, maybe at I the live, end of the show. I live for these days. Let's see how this, this episode goes. If we have some time at the end, maybe I'll I'll throw them out at you. Go ahead and say it, Ralph. And voice is a little rough tonight. I've uh, kind of coming off a of bad cold. I may have some coughing fits. I'm going to try to mute the mic whenever I possibly can on that. Just giving everybody a heads up. I apologize in advance. Um, but this is Brothers in Tech. Brian and I get together about every week. And we talk technology, but we talk about it from a home, personal, kind of family use of technology. We don't get into the heavy enterprise, heavy business stuff. It's uh, And we don't try to do any kind of future predictions on the, the trends of technology. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but more than likely, we're here to talk about technology people can use every day and they right. use in their lives to make their lives better. And uh, we talk home automation technology. We talk some productivity, making things a little easier for your own life. Sometimes we just talk about some kind of dumb, fun technology that we just get a kick out of. So uh, that's what we do every week. We normally get into like a topic that we like to dig into, but this week is one of our special episodes, Brian. It is our patented bits oh. episode. The Brothers you know, in Tech I, Suggestions. I pretty right? much just put up with you for the last three or four weeks just to get to this point. I mean, this is what I do, right? This is... I I come to work with you, Alan, and I put in my time, and this is my reward, right? The bits episode. <laughs> this, this is I even made a banner for it. Look at that, brothers and pet oh. suggestions. Just so we're yeah. no, very clear, big bold. <laughs> yeah, this is where Brian and I we have uh, scoured the internet, scoured our Amazon shopping list, uh, whatever else to find technology that we want to recommend to you. Our suggestions for the episode. So Brian and I both have. Two things each we want to kind of uh I think I think I'll go right? with two. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll go with two. Mm -hmm. This is technology. It could be a website, it could be mm -hmm. a app, app, it could be a, a gadget, hardware, whatever it may be, something technology related that we have either started using or maybe we're something we're just now getting familiar with and we feel like it's enough to recommend to everybody else to consider as well. So it's always fun. We kind of ping pong back and forth and see who's got a, a suggestion to go first and so forth. So um, here we go. Brian, are you ready to jump right into this? I Anything I you need think to set so. up in advance? Anything well, you need to set up beforehand? Hmm, I do have something I need to set up. But um, if you have set, do you have something ready or do you want I me do. to? I do. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and start? Because I've got a little bit of a setup ready to go. I mean, you're prepared. And all the prep work we did, saying, Brian. Right? Come on, we worked on, we spent hours prepping for this show earlier today. So I can't believe you're not ready yet. Well, yeah. Let me go ahead and uh, hit mine. And uh, Brian, you know, I'm a, we talk about home automation quite a bit on this show. We're both big fans of home automation. We love finding ways to automate things in our house. But I've said all along, I, I, one of the biggest factors for me that's kind of held me back from automating everything in my house is cost. Home automation's not cheap yet, okay? It's still, there's a lot of cost involved in having home automation in your home. Between hubs you've got to buy or for certain products and the devices themselves, I mean, there's a lot of cost involved. Even upgrading a light bulb, I mean, you know, you could be spending 15, 20 bucks on a light bulb itself. Uh, and it just makes it a little bit of a challenge to go completely all in on the home automation. 
So I'm always ready to recommend a company or a brand name that where I found that actually has some pretty good pricing involved. And I feel like you're getting some good value for the money you put in. Um, it helps when it's a name that might be a recognizable name too. Brian, are you familiar with the chain of stores, Ikea, Ikea furniture I, stores? Yes. Yes. I, I have heard of them, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely been there. Yep. You guessed yeah, products. If you had to just make a rough guess. Say it again. What do, what, what do you ask? Things in your home, would you say are? Oh. Made? 1%. Really? So you don't have much yeah. at all? No. No. I'm maybe 10%. Oh, wow. 8 to 10, somewhere in hmm. there. Um, enough to say, yes, we do use Ikea. I, I enjoy my pilgrimage to Ikea once a year just to go see everything. Ikea, for those of you not familiar, is a, a, you know, a chain of stores uh, specializing in furniture or home decor. Kind of known for Swedish, mm-hmm. Swedish based. They have wonderful Swedish meatballs at the cafeteria. I do. Know yeah, I was going to say 90% of my, my food consumption on Ikea days is Swedish meatballs. Yeah. If that oh, helps, Swedish. if that's the percentage I mean, that you're looking for. Yeah. I basically, if you go to Ikea and you don't eat the Swedish meatballs, what are you doing with your life? Why did right. you even make that, right. that trip in the first place? That's a very good point. So I do like going to Ikea. Look, there is a kind of a joke running with Ikea that, it's a lot of stuff you have to put together yourself. And sometimes they, they joke about how the instructions are kind of a little, a little, could be a little difficult, uh, but they do keep costs at a relatively low, low, low price for a lot of furniture you get. So you take the go with the bad. I'm overall a fan. I, I don't mind Ikea furniture. I like putting it together. I think it's fun. And uh, I, I've generally been pretty happy with most of the stuff I get for there. So they have actually rolled out in recent years, a line of home automation devices, which a lot of people don't realize it'd be, and I don't blame them because it's not something where you go to the store and it's really in your face, really clear that they do this, but they actually have a, an entire line of smart lighting outlets, uh, other devices that all work with their, their system. And you can set it up in your home and use it alongside your other devices. Most notably for me, uh, a, so, a select number of their items work with HomeKit on the Apple Home site as well. So let me go ahead and pull up a screen. I'll kind of show you some of the things I'm talking about here. Um, all right. So IKEA, they, they have a – this is where it makes it really tricky. They have – their own products and they have different brand names. Uh, some of these Swedish names they use to call this architecture <laughs> of, of, of things they sell. Oh, I want uh, you to say them as well. I would like for you to trod free. <laughs> There's the word right there. You see that trod free right here. I'm highlighting T R A A with a little circle on the top. Trude free. free. No, I don't know. I just made that up. No, well, it sounds no good idea. to me. Yeah. Well, that is the, name of their architecture where if they sell devices that are in that true family, they are smart home device compatible. Hmm. So for example, you see right here, a lighting kit, a little overhead light to go on top of some doors. That is a lighting kit that will work with a smart home setup. Um, let's see what else. Um, Panel lights, smart lighting kits, Wi-Fi light bulbs. They have remote smart light switches and remote controls, lamps, other things all work within that that environment. So what you need is you have to have the hub. They do sell a hub. It's about 40 bucks. There again, that's that name, True Fee, their gateway, they call it. About thirty, About $39. You get this. It's about this big around. Hook it up to your network, and then any of the IKEA devices you get that are true-free, certified, or under that family <laughs> will now communicate with this. And I was always I was a little leery about this when I got into it because I thought, well, okay, first off, I, I really want to make sure it works with HomeKit, and it it does. I'll go and tell you, it is a HomeKit compatible system. The prices on things that you can get uh, are pretty good. Uh, here's a lot of their, they have lighting strips. They have a overall lighting kit. Here's an LED lighting strip that works with it. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, I've got one of their outlets I just put in. 
$20 for a uh, Wi-Fi controlled outlet. Uh, not that one because that's the different outlet model, but uh, one like it. This is my favorite. This is the item I just got too, and it's right here. It's another one of those push buttons I found. You know, I, I'd oh, shown nice. a push button by the Aquara mm -hmm. group a while back. This one is a $15 shortcut button. And it works the same way. You can program a single, double, or long press on it to do any kind of action you want to have in your, your smart home environment. So I started using these here at my home. I moved the Aquara system to my office and using it there. Um, but I'll tell you, I was actually really shocked and surprised at how easily it integrated for me with HomeKit. You have to get the IKEA Home app, smart home app. That's where you register the gateway once you plug it up to your network. And then you add devices through that IKEA smart app. But as soon as you do, you can tell it, I want to connect to HomeKit. And it gives you a code to automatically enter into HomeKit that automatically links it to the gateway. And once you've done that, every item you add in that IKEA network gets shown up, shows up in your home environment right away. I'm sure the same way would happen on the Google and, and on the Amazon right. side as well. So I'm actually pretty surprised. I mean, mm. you have $15 shortcut buttons. That's some of the slick. light bulbs you can get are, I've seen some for like $10, which, you know, for, for smart light bulbs is pretty good. Um, let's see if I can find some of the others. I had some others on here. Yeah, here are their light bulbs. There's a $20 bulb. There's a $15 bulb. There's a, a cool, like, clear light bulb, which I don't mm -hmm. see many of those that are smart ones anymore. That's $19. Like Edison style, uh, something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some pretty nice stuff that all fits into it. But you do have, I will say, IKEA, especially their website, it's maddening trying to find out which things will actually work with the gateway you get. So you do have to look for that that brand name and make sure it's <clears> going to work with it. But once it does, it's a, it's a good setup. Yeah, I've that's... been really happy with the IKEA devices I've gotten. I've got a smart outlet. Got the smart button, and then I also got a smart bulb. This is one of the only places I've ever seen that actually, uh, let me hide the screen here, um, that actually sells a Wi-Fi bulb that has the little small oh, yeah, face like at the bottom. Candelabra yeah. type uh, bulb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's always been a little bit of a challenge. You can get some adapters to try to work, but they're not always as reliable, and I don't know if I want to use them with a Wi-Fi bulb. Right. But this one has the smart candelabra type. Um, mount on the bottom. So going to be putting that in as well to see how that works. Hmm. But overall, pretty happy with the IKEA brand of smart home devices so far. I'm about three weeks in on using them. So I definitely will report back if I run into some problems. Yeah. Um, I did Any, not have to, I did not have to build anything, which was kind of nice. With yeah. That's to follow instructions. It's and very build a light bulb. It just came automatically ready to go. So that's nice. Yeah. So you didn't have the usual frustration of an IKEA right. uh, yeah. situation. That's good. I'll tell you what though. I've never minded IKEA building. I don't know. I kind of kind of enjoy it in a sick way. So, it's all right. <laughs> so anyway, have this, you have you noticed yeah. any distance issues? Like, where is your where is your hub? Or your um, so the hub, the little uh, gateway is it's plugged into my network, so it's an okay. Ethernet connection into your network. Okay. So then location isn't quite as critical at that point. Okay, but I do have it kind of in the same room where I am right now running all the devices I'm using. I haven't tried extending it any further to see how it does. Um, but my understanding is once you've got it on the Ethernet network, you've got a little better um, with everything tied into that same Wi-Fi network. It communicates with everything else on your Wi-Fi network fine. Hmm. Okay, yeah. It's I when you have a route. It was, it's when you, hub, it was going out. Yeah. when you have a hub that's not Ethernet connected to your network, that's when you really have to make sure there's good distance between it. Hmm. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I I think I had seen that IKEA had smart features, but did not even think about them being uh, worthwhile. the The button, the button intrigues me because yeah, I love it. I am I am looking for that. I had looked at the buttons you had brought earlier. What was the mm -hmm. What was the brand name you had talked about before? That Aquara. Aquara. That's right. Yeah, and, and they're that's good. A little more expensive. Aquara is a little more expensive with the hub and the other. Yeah. Yeah, this is fifteen dollars. Um, comes with a really nice 25. magnet mount that you can screw this on Perfect. the wall. That way, you can just magnet to the wall and not have to permanently affix it. So, if you need to take it, it does have a little removable battery. It's not chargeable. It's a watch type battery that runs the uh, the button. Yep. 
but super easy. I've got it, you know, set up with my lights here in this room. Nice. Very easy. Everything works pretty nice. (laughs) And, uh, very happy with it. I mean, I'll probably use this just for the, bu- the, the this push button system because I think this has been the best solution I've found for that single one touch button I needed in certain rooms. Um, nice. Yeah, who would have who would have thought IKEA kind of has a, a decent option for some home automation devices? Wow. Nice, so, yeah. nice. Well, that's a good start. Good start. Good. Um, All right. So that okay. is my first recommendation, Brian. I am passing the baton to you. Thank you. Thank Beat you. That one. No, Beat that it. was that was good, Alan. So let me um, let me set the stage by telling you uh, one of the frustrations I have had in the last, especially in the last, I'd say maybe six months, um, is I am incredibly frustrated and don't seem to have a very good solution for a newsreader. Okay, mm-hmm. and by newsreader I mean a news compiler to where I pull up an app and I'm able to read the news that is curated for me um, without, now I say that I've been a fan in the past of Flipboard. I think Flipboard mm-hmm. was one of my picks a couple of years ago, Alan, uh, when we talked about this, I loved the the visual look of Flipboard. You know, Flipboard works great on, a, on an iPad or a tablet where you're kind of treating it like a magazine. But I tell you, it has become maddening to use Flipboard lately because there are so many ads that pop up, take over a full screen. Uh, one of the big, big frustrations I had with Flipboard is just navigating used to be pretty easy. Now there's a, a back arrow in the top left and you can't just swipe anymore, all that sort of stuff. So it's got to be frustrating. And then I went to Smart News, which was another app that mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Um, it had probably twice as many ads uh, and some really bad glitches that had come about mm. with the the app recently. Um, I think I had uh, also recommended Google News at one point, um, mm-hmm. which I think Google News is probably still the, um, the best go-to for me in terms of not getting bombarded with as many ads. But the look of it is not nearly as clean. It's just, mm. you know, I haven't, I haven't uh, enjoyed it as much. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a new one today, which I, I'm going to admit that I've only had maybe about a week uh, with. Um, and we'll see, Alan, if you have had any experience with this. Let me share mm-hmm. the screen. Oh, and the anticipation is building. Here you go. What is it, Brian? What is it? Okay. Oh, this one. Okay. Here we go. Feedly. Yeah. So Feedly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Alan, I don't know if you've used Feedly before, I have. but I okay. Yeah. I just started using it um, for about a, about a week now, and I am not paying for it. So this yeah. is the free version of Feedly. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what I really like about it. And so this is the web version that you're looking at right now for those that that are on video. Um, and what what I do like about Feedly is just like most of them, when you first get into a, a newsreader, it'll usually ask, well, what are you interested in? Like click on all these things that you're interested in, and it's gonna just try to curate your, your news based on those things. Um, and this did the same thing. It was a little bit weird the way it started out. It needed folders where you say, well, I'm interested in technology, okay you know, give me a folder. Well, I'll call the folder technology. And then it asks for you to go point to sources that you want. So for example, you can see over here on the oh, on the left, actually I'll scroll down, down here with tech, you'll see that I just added some sources, nine to five Mac and uh, in gadget, uh, Mac rumors. Each of those are sources. So I told that source, I wanted it to go in my tech folder. Um, and then I did a politics folder and then I did a finance folder and started throwing different things in there. Um, once I got used to doing that, doing the addition piece, um, I liked it because it did allow me to tell it, these are places I trust. These are places I want information from. And interestingly, after I started looking through the information, I think one of them, Alan, was Motley Fool, right? You probably yeah. have seen some things mm-hmm. Motley Fool. Well, Motley Fool, I'd forgotten the reason I didn't I did want things from them is they're just trying to sell you their membership to Motley Fool, right? They're always yeah. telling you, hey, do you want to know about the best 10 stocks? Come and mm-hmm. pay us. So I was easily able to go in and just say, nope, remove them from my, you know, my my list. I don't want to see from them anymore. And we can continue to add. Um, but what I think, and I haven't gotten into this too deeply yet, but what I think Feedly really kind of hangs its hat on is for you to be able to almost like you're doing a um 
a, a journal um, a journal database search where you can say, I want to look up research on this and this or where this ties into this. So it actually allows you, and I believe this is a paid version, which is the unfortunate part, but it allows you to start to go and curate things by saying, okay, I'm interested in finance, but I'm only interested in finance articles that are related to this, or this okay. is related to this. So you can really start to kind of curate curate the information that you want, not just, hey, I'm mm-hmm. interested in you know, uh, entertainment. Well, that's pretty broad, but I'm interested in entertainment only with movies and only with, you know, this type of information, right? So you mm-hmm. can really start to kind of dial in. Uh, it does allow you, I'll show you for those that are watching, that you can kind of change the way that you see it. You can actually have it mm-hmm. almost like an email, you know, yeah. box where you're saying, okay, I want to mm-hmm. I want to read this one. And you'll see that it gives you a very quick intro to the article. Right. It's like here. Here's the the abstract of the article. And if you want to read more, you just click on the website and go to it. Um, If you want to save it for later, save it to a board or read it later. You can do that. You can also this is something that unfortunately is uh, is a paid version. You could save it to one of your readers like Alan, I think, Pocket, uh, Evernote. You can connect those to where you can say just send it to that and I'll read it later. but I think the vis- the visuals of this are really, really nice. It's really uh, it's really kind of a beautifully put together uh, app. So here's the kind of more uh, card version, and here's the article view where you can actually scroll article by article. Um, and it's also nice is that if you read one, so if I were to click on this first one, let me go back to a different view. If I were to click a click on this first one, right, and then go back. Right now, it's going to gray it out, so it shows mm-hmm. you I've read it. Right. Um, it also on the app. And let me actually, Alan, I'm going to switch over to the app. Really sure. Quick, so just and while you're doing that, just to kind of remind everybody, when we talk about these news readers, it is pulling articles from different news sources. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not generating any news on its own as an app. It is truly you're designating what sources you want to be receiving things from. And it is pulling new articles from those blogs, those news sources all the time. So for example, if you say, I'd like to follow uh, national geographic and that is one of my news sources. Well, the minute national geographic puts up a new news story on their website, this service will pull that article in and put it into mixed in with all of your other articles so you can pick and choose which ones you want to read, but it's curating all that into one place for you. So that's kind of yep. the idea of these news readers. Yep. Um, yeah. And Alan, what did it used to be called? What was the uh, RSS? RSS. Yeah, readers, RSS. Right? RSS I mean, technically, it still it's is. Still you know, okay. that's the underlying technology behind is uh, RSS technology on these on these blogs. Any blog you visit works on the same way, and you can actually subscribe to individual blogs through these news readers if if you know the address of where their news items yep. are. Yep. You can subscribe to them. Like if Joe down the street has a blog and he's putting up articles all the time, as long as you know the address of his newsfeed, which a lot of times sites will give you that so you can actually subscribe to them, you can feed it into your newsreader and get Joe's articles piped in right alongside National Geographic and everybody else you subscribe to, which is kind of nice. So Yeah. 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 So I'm showing now for for those on video, I'm showing you the the phone app, like the mobile app. Okay. This is the mobile app version of Feedly. Um, you can see that it's coming up very similar to what it was on the web view. Um, I can click the side tab and it's showing you the exact same things that were on the web to all of my reader sources. Um, I can click on a, an article and then once I decide, yep, I've already read that. Sorry, slide it away. Um, then it becomes grayed out. Uh, and interestingly, I, and I don't know what the purpose of this is, Alan, but up in the top left over here, you'll see that number 14. Um, if I mm-hmm. click on that 14, you'll see that it's saying uh, you've been in here for one minute, you've reviewed three things and you've read one, right? So it's kind of giving you like a status update of like how how much have you been reading today? Um mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of gives you, you know, an update on how much time you're spending in the app, what you're doing in it, how much you've 
called. Yeah. If I scroll through and let's say that I just, all I want to do is look at headlines and maybe I go, you know what? None of these headlines are of interest. Um, sorry, I'll go back up. And I think if I go to this explore, I can see things where it starts to put things that are trending within this area. But, you know, if I go down to the bottom and then I say, you know what, go ahead and mark all of these as red. It just swipes them away and says, okay, you've read all those and we'll give you the more up-to-date ones. Um, yeah. All of this really, Alan, is that I'm, I got so frustrated with Twitter uh, going through its nightmare that it's been doing. And Twitter was my news. I don't, I don't, I didn't use mm-hmm. Twitter for yeah. following that many people. I used it for following news sources. And that was my way of seeing kind of what was up to date. And I can go and, and take a look at that. So I wanted a Twitter like news reader that had a really slick approach. Uh, as you can see, if I click on something, it's got a nice, really nice expand view of mm-hmm. what's going on there. Sure. Um, it does it quickly. It does it in an easy reader. It allows me to change the font on all the things that I'm reading. And I don't have to visit the website, which, as you know, if miss, most of these, if you click and go straight to the website, takes a minute to load, you're going to start getting their, um, uh, some of the videos and things that they've got going, the advertisements. Yeah. This allows me to look at an abstract. Do I really want to go any further? If not, slide it off and go back. So, yeah. so far, it's good. Now, if you wanted to pay, which... At this point, there's a lot of things it has that I really wish I could do. I believe it's about seven dollars a month, which I think is kind of expensive for a newsreader. Yeah, I'd say like you know two two or three dollars a month would have been perfect, but right. seven dollars a month I think is a bit much. So I'm going to keep using it as the free version. See if there are things that that I really love about it that I want to continue to look for more uh, uses. But you know, for people that are really looking for what I think is a beautifully put together. Um, newsreader, uh, a news compiler, um, that it has some other really cool features. If you're interested in uh, in the paid version, I think uh, this would be something to check out. So cool. Feedly. Very cool. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I used Feedly a while back. I'm, I'm using News Explorer now only because it's already included in my setup subscription. And it's oh, just your setup. I, yep. Yep. And I wanted both one on mobile and desktop and, and I didn't want to pay for anything. Feedly's great though. I was using Feedly before I, I saw this one in the subscription yep. software I have. So I think we're good. The only the only thing I wish it did, and here's here's maybe a suggestion for Feedly, is that when you click and you go to the abstract version, I do wish that if I knew by reading the art or the title that it was one I wanted to go straight to the website, I didn't want to do two clicks. Uh, I wish yeah. it was a way almost like hard press or you know press press and hold and then all of a sudden go straight to the website if there was a function it's like actually that, a pretty good idea really cool yeah yeah good all right so there you go Alex. Nice. there's right back to you let's ping pong back to you and see if you can take a step up on this one all right so feedly from brian all right we're gonna bring that down um i don't know if you can tell my voice is slowly degrading as this conversation goes on so it's good i've got one less pick to give and then i'm tapping out, out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm done. um boy yeah it's gotten rough like just in the last few minutes all right so brian uh this one even though i said at the top of the show that we focus on home and personal technology and we try to stay away from the heavy business or enterprise work this one traipses into that area a little bit you obviously could use this for a office or work environment i do currently i my team I work with, my, my, my coworkers and I use this tool, um, have been for like the last couple months and really enjoying it and ha- getting a lot of a good use out of it. But I'm bringing it up on Brothers in Tech because I actually feel like there's a lot of opportunities to use it for even some non-traditional business purposes. And the version I'm going to show you is also free. So there's really very little harm in even trying to use it. I'm imagining if you're part of a group or a club or you have a project you're putting on in the uh, for any reason, whether it's an online project or in person, doesn't matter. You need something to help uh, organize everything about this project together. So what I want to talk about is the software service is called Asana. Uh, some people I am learning over the last couple of months are already pretty familiar with it. Actually, a lot of people I did not realize would be familiar with it. One of our uh, co-hosts on uh, another show I helped produce, as soon as he heard we were on Asana, he's like, oh, uh, hook me up, uh, add me to your guys' project. I want to be on, I'm, I'm on Asana with all my stuff. 
And so you're starting to learn just like, kind of like Slack was for a while. It's like, oh, wow, there's actually people using this and they want to kind of get connected with each other's projects, which is kind of funny. But Asana is a project management application. It is meant where if you have a project you're working on, it can be an ongoing project or it could be a one-time project that you're wanting to share details and information with other people. And you want to do it in a kind of a consolidated way. There's tons of tools like this out there. The reason I'm bringing up Asana is that it is starting to get a little bit more of that popular mindset where people are talking about Asana more and more that I listen for it. Yeah. And also the fact that there is a free model that actually a free version of it that actually works really remarkably well. That's the reason I'm going to recommend it. it. It's a web app as well as a app on your Mac or Windows PC. You can download a standalone app to work with it. You got a mobile app for it for your mobile devices or use it on the website, whichever you prefer. And what Asana does is it lets you set up your projects. So let's say you're planning a reunion class reunion set that up as a project and you can start to put in tasks on things that need to be done to make this reunion work you can then invite other people to be a part of this project and assign them as the person responsible for certain tasks or they can hop in and then assign you or anybody else as somebody responsible for a task you put in due dates you put in some details about the task items and then it Every time you come into Asana, it will now show you your personal list of everything that you've got waiting for you to do and when it was due and when you need to get it worked on. So you've got that kind of look going on. Then you can also uh, share notes with one another and messages and files on that project. So if I wanted to put up a big message about the reunion, say, okay, well, here's the logo we designed for our reunion. And here's some of the... Um, Here's the, the messaging that we're going to send out. And I want to put that as a message for everybody in the team to see. I can go in and create that message. And then everybody can get notified by email or whatever preferences they had in place about this new message or if they got assigned a new task to work on. The screenshots I'm showing right now on their website can look a little daunting because there's a lot they're showing. At the simplest level, though, it actually once you get into it, it's, it's a pretty easy easy tool to use. Now, the free version is limited. There's a lot of these things I'm scanning through their website that you do not get with the free version. Some of these uh, project boards you don't get like in a nice graphical view. I think there's some different charts and reports you can get that are not available with the free version. But I'll tell you right there, I've got a team of uh, seven or eight of us using Asana for all of our client work, all of our in-house client project work we're doing. We're using this every day, and so far, we are still on the free version, and it's giving us everything we need. We have not found nice. a reason to pay for it yet. Now, they can let you go create like automated actions that will happen. Like if you put in a task, it's going to trigger these other things to happen with these other apps. All that you can get with the paid version, again, we just have not gotten to that level with it. All of our work so far has been on the free version. We've been very happy. So in fact. Let me, um, probably shouldn't do this because it's only going to remind me of all the things I still have not done yet, but I am going to share a quick view mm. into Anger. what Asana looks like if you were copying in and, uh, and, you know, taking a look at your day. So this is me logging into my Asana app. I can see right down here below the different people in my team. I can see my priorities listed of when I need to do these things. I can see projects I'm working on. I can go into any of these projects and take a look at like my to-do list. I see who's responsible for it, which is me on a lot of these. And I can see other people that may be responsible for other items and when they're due. I've got all my projects listed across the side. I mean, just a lot of different ways I can see the things I'm working on. So if I want to go in and create a new task and say, I need to, Edit Brothers in Tech episode. And I want to assign that to myself and give it a due date of tomorrow. It is now on my list. And if I were to go to view tomorrow morning, <coughs> go look in my task list, it would be up there saying, hey, this is something you're supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. But I can also go in and give a lot of details and say, well, let me add 
some notes about that. Let me type in some reminders. Let me type in some helpful things to remember as I'm working on this. Go and edit all of that as I need to. Um, I could go in and see messages and create a message about this project that everybody on that project but didn't get a copy of. Um, I can go in and put files in. If I had a file, I would attach it to one of those messages. All the files for that project would then show up here on this panel. Uh, and then I can see a calendar view of like all the tasks I've got with the due dates and kind of plot it out along a calendar line. To me, this has been a really great tool. Would I pay for it on a monthly basis if I had to? Um, we're not quite to that point yet, but I'm happy to know that I'm two months in and I have not found a need to get to that paid version yet. I can do everything I need to do on a free version so far. Right. Um, yeah, that's nice. Now, things like, um, where is it? Workflow. It says, okay, yeah, if you want to automate some things on your, your workflow, that is an upgrade. So I'd have to actually pay, get a paid license to do that, for example. Um, the dashboard. You can create some really cool dashboards, but that's with the paid version as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it teases you with those things along the top and kind of entices you to want to, like, look at upgrading. But the fact of the matter is you can do everything you need to do for the most part with most projects with the free version and uh, signing up's easy, inviting other people to be a part of your team is very easy. Brian, we added you to some projects you're working with me on mm -hmm. here as well. So you've had some experience with it as well. Is that kind yep. of your takeaway too? Or? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I think it's pretty slick. I like uh, some of the customization. I like the, I like the fact that you can, send messages to someone based on a project or directly to that person one-on-one. -on -one. So you, that that's one part that I, I think gets a little bit takes getting used to, you know, your, your inbox is, you know, is it messages that are going to everybody or is it messages, you know, to a directly to a person, but I, I like it. I mean, I think it's, it's great if you can use this instead of having to send tons of emails back and forth Mm -hmm. And then also be able to build in those task priorities. Um, and I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's really slick. Yeah. Well, the big thing for us is we had been using Slack as our kind of inner office communication yeah. tool. And that was like sending messages to one another, asking questions, sending files to one another. But what we realized is that we were using that for, for just that element. Then we were having to try to keep track of our projects somewhere else. And it just, it was multiple apps we were having to keep up with. Yeah. We made the decision to move away from Slack and we're using this solely as our project related communications. And it's worked out pretty well. You're right. It is a little trickier to kind of learn where everything is. Uh, messages are sometimes buried deeper in the, in the levels of uh, to view. And it's, I don't always like the way it's presented that way, but once you get the hang of it and you know yeah. where to look, yeah, it works out pretty good. One of our listeners, uh, Shane, is asking, it, you know, can it produce a, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a Gantt chart question. Uh, no, a lot of the charting and reports you do have to pay for if you wanted a higher level charting or reports on or any kind of dashboards. Those typically come with the paid versions. With the free version, you're not getting a lot of reporting. Uh, it's really just what they present for you on your overview or your own view when you log in. Also, saying very similar to Jira, which is true, but this is free. It's just, again, right. you got to understand with the free version, it is a limited, more stripped down. But again, for most people's project management needs, I think, especially on a more casual basis, I mean, if you, like I gave the example of a reunion, or if you're doing something as a community group or a, uh, any kind of just project where there are due dates, there are tasks, there are files to be shared, there are messages to communicate. But text messaging is not enough. You need something more of a platform. I think for free, Asana is great. And, yeah. you know, you, <clears throat> as you need it, when you're done with it, you shut it off or, or not use it again. Yeah. And you're not losing anything. So, um, no, I think, it's, I think it's super slick. Yep. And, you know, most importantly, I think the task, the tasks being able to do repetitive tasks and say, you know, every week on, Thursday, I want to do the show notes for this and have that keep popping up and then being able to be within the same app and communicate about that task. I think that's the real key, right, is rather than having to bounce between multiple tasks and then worry about the communication, this is all communication based on tasks 
and projects, which yeah. I think is, is super slick. Yeah. My favorite feature of it, which I mean, I know a lot of project management apps will do this, but I, I really have struggled to find one in a free or inexpensive model is if I create an item and I want it to happen every, on a certain frequency, like mm-hmm. this is something editing, I'm going to edit every week. So I can actually go in and say that this is going to be a repetitive thing. If I choose the date, there's a little repeat option here and say, yep, I want it to be every week on Thursday. So what's great about it is then if I click on this one and say that I've done it, let's say if I've done the one that's for due for tomorrow, it automatically creates a new one after a few seconds or should anyway. Yep, yep. There it is. Creates a new one that's now due next Thursday, the 26th, yep. Yep. without me having to go in and remind myself to duplicate or create a new one. It seems like a simple thing, but you'd be surprised. I've worked, ran through two other platforms that don't do that automatically for you. I just wanted one where the minute I check that, yes, I've done it for this week, I want that same task to automatically populate the same time next week. And it does it right away. So it's actually really nice. So really nice. Yep. Yep. Very cool. All right. So that is Asana for me, A-S-A-N-A.com. Again, it's free. Uh, it's a fun model to play with. Does have web as well as mobile and desktop apps to use. So um, it's worth a shot, especially for some, some smaller end projects. Uh, definitely on a more personal level. I think it's great for more family or community projects you're working on. So. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Brian. You got to bring us home. You got your last one to share with us? I tell you what, I had one planned and then Mm. just made a quick change, and I'm going to go to a different one. Uh, Mainly because, and I'll I'll maybe tease something that would happen in the future. I have a, I was able to finally get a monitor arm for the new monitor that I talked about before. And Mm -hmm. I had planned to show that. and for some reason, my phone camera lately has been super weirded out to where I wanted to show mm-hmm. it, and it's not allowing me to work. I have my external webcam, but it is now woven into my monitor arm, so I can't pull it away. So I'm actually going to hold off on that, but I will I will bring that up at another time to uh, because I'm really happy with it. Um, but I'm going to show you something else, Alan, that uh, okay. you will be amazed, or you I, I don't think you'll have any. I don't think you'll be able to guess what company this is. This product is from. Okay. All right. Let's what do you think? That. Yeah. Right. What do you think? What company would would I bring? Up oh, from? you want me to guess right now what company yeah. you could okay. be recommending something from? Yes. Is it from Microsoft? No. My God. Why? Why in the world? Oh, now see, I thought you were going I'm ironic. Kidding. I, I no, thought you were I, going the other yeah. end. Oh no, yeah. you want me to guess your typical company that you always recommend things from? <laughs> yes, yes. The one that you, I, I would swear you probably either have stock in, or maybe oh, your God. best friend would like the owner. I or probably. Something. I wish I was. No. Yeah. Um, okay. Nope. So that's gonna be wise. W Y Z E. Wise. Correct. Right. Yes. So let's let's bring up. Uh, Let's bring up my latest purchase from Wise. And so for those that have not listened before, uh, Wise is one of my my favorite companies for a number of reasons, but um, they are inexpensive, uh, inexpensive uh, home, autom- home automation, home uh, security, uh, lots of different random products. They're always trying new products. And, and so for me, someone who likes to try new things, it's an easy entry point to... Uh, to be able to work with uh, or to, to kind of look at products from a company rather than having to spend a ton of money. Um, so Wise has come out with a number of new cameras lately. Um, and so I currently have a, a number of their outdoor cameras, which are wireless, uh, just mount them on the wall and I've got them pointed in different directions. They're rechargeable. They'll last, I think, Alan, you remember uh, when I brought those up initially, they last about three months on a charge. And then you recharge them and get another three months. And they just let me know when when uh, movement is happening, uh, which has been really, really helpful. Um, the very first camera I had from Wise was a pan, Wise Cam Pan. Um, and that one is, it looked like a little tower um, that kind of sits on a shelf and it can spin and kind of look different directions. But then also in the middle, it will pan up and down. So I can... I can pull that camera up and be able to look and see, but then also swipe around and say, now turn this way and let me see over here close to the door or turn this direction. Um, The problem was I've had that for many, many years. And that one actually has 
kind of uh, started to lose some of its uh, quality on the uh, the camera itself. So when I pull it up, if there's a light close by, it tends to kind of get grayed out a little bit. So I knew it was time to upgrade that one. And just, I think about a week and a half ago, Wise came out with a new version of that, which is called the Wise Cam Pan version three. Um, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm gonna show you maybe some of the cool things about it um, here in a second and I'll pull up the video. But uh, as you can see, the really nice part about this one is this one also can be used outdoors. Whereas my other one wow. okay. was not. So I have yeah. it in my living room. Uh, I currently have this one in the living room because I want to test it a while before I actually put it outdoors. Uh, but the nice part is it being weather resistant. So it still is, it's wired. It's not wireless. Um, so that would mean that if I put it outdoors, I'm going to have to actually have power there. Um, but the whole power system is is kind of set to be uh, uh, weather resistant, which is really nice. Um, the other thing is that given that it's the pan, you can set it up to not only see movement, but also follow movement. So if something started mm -hmm. to an animal in my backyard, if I mounted it on my back porch, comes into the screen, instead of me just having to look at the video, the short video clip of it walking by the camera, I could get it to where it would actually at night pan and follow um, so that I get better video of that. As you can see here on the, uh, uh, the screen, automatically tracking motion, which is really nice. Um, just like the others, it does have two-way audio. So if it was outdoors and someone was outside walking around your house and it was following, you could pull up your app and talk to that person and say, you know, go away, just like most security cameras can do these days. Um, so it's pretty slick. The other thing that I thought was really neat about it, just if you see the design here, Alan, the way that it has two, two boxes, right? It's one camera up on an arm above another box, is if you click on the app or tell it to go in privacy mode, it does right down here. You see what it does? It turns downwards. Right? Yeah, that's funny. It turns the yeah. camera downwards. So you can be confident, even though you think you've got it turned off, the old Wise campaign was still facing you. So you were like, yeah. oh, if I walk by naked right now, is is it possible this video is going to somewhere else? Um, sure. Privacy mode, you get it turned straight down. So it's got no chance of, of uh, recording anything at that point. Hmm. So pretty slick. It was $33, $34. You'll see, I think it says it's already sold out. They yeah. sold out right away when they, uh, they came out. So, but it's only been out about a week and a half. So it will be, um, it will be back in stock pretty Sounds soon. Like it says, it seems like it's going to be back. It says it's going to be back on stock on, uh, in like four days from this. Oh yeah. Time. There so you go. That's the case. And, you know, one of the nice part about about Wise is they have connected with Amazon. So you can buy here, but you can buy for the exact same price on Amazon as they have on the button there, which I did, which means I got it two days later as opposed to dealing with their shipping uh, uh, issues. So so what I thought I'd do, Alan, let me just show you really quickly here um, the uh, what the camera looks like and through the app, because I don't think I've done this before, but let me just show you what the <clears throat> the wise okay. app looks like okay so alan i just quickly logged into my wise app and you'll see that i can scroll here and see all the devices i have through wise i have you know a couple of cameras followed by some headphones which i'll review in another day i have a doorbell that has a video a few more cameras outdoors indoors i have a uh, string lights like an outlet uh, outdoor outlet which is great um mm -hmm and some other things, but this this top one, so I'll just show you real quick. This is the view from my Wise campaign. And you'll see that the image is really good, right? Yeah. It's nice and clear. Um, I'm just gonna click on the screen and kind of move to one direction. And you'll see that I can oh, pan, yeah. you know, over and look at a different part. I'm not gonna pan too far because I think my wife is in this room, <laughs> so I don't wanna freak her out. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm also going to really quickly, I'll shift, shift back. This is the view. Oh, and the also nice part, and this I think is the case for most of these um, cameras like this, but you know, you can also pinch and zoom, right? So I can pinch in and oh, say, yeah. oh, let me pinch in and see what my dog is doing, right? Um, and be able to uh, take a look. You can put an SD card in it. So if you have the SD card in it, it can record locally. So right now I have it set up. So the free version, again, I think I told you, I don't pay for WISE. I don't pay for their recurring you know, security things. So it notifies me, it records 12 seconds, and that's it. 
it records to the cloud for 12 seconds and that's it. So if someone were to walk around my house in the same area, the, I would have to then get into the app, open the app and make sure I pull up the video and then I can watch them. But um, for the most part, uh, this has been really slick. You'll see there I have privacy mode. I just click on privacy mode and um, I think I just clicked on, sorry, I wasn't looking Yeah. So now it says you're in privacy mode, which means that camera pointed down and there's no chance for me to use it. I can click that off and have it turn back on again. So um, it also, you know, has a really nice um, night mode, uh, night view. So if, you know, the lights were off in there, I'd still be able to see fairly well because it uses uh, uh, a night view on that. So actually, I'll show you really quickly. This is just looking out the, this is an old view here, but this is looking out my back deck. So just a quick notice for people, anytime you have a camera with night mode, don't do what I just did right here, which is you can see my camera is actually pointed at a little uh, a little arm here, which is close to the camera. And when it does that, it's focusing on what's close and doesn't allow you to focus further away. So mm, that's bad right. placement of that camera. Um, whereas if I were to click back to another camera, I have one down at my, my bar. Um, so it'll sync up real quick here. So you can see it has a decent night mode. Um, and that's oh, yeah. for all of the wise cameras. So, so anyway, I, I think I'm going to stop that screen share. Um, pretty happy with it so far. Uh, yeah. excited actually put it in outside because where I showed you a minute ago when I had bad camera placement, that's where I want to put it so that I can actually scan the entire width of my uh, backyard rather than having to multiple cameras uh, across in different areas. So pretty slick, so, $30, $34, you know, okay. not a bad deal. So I was listening to you while you were doing this description. Oh, sure you were. I'll be, I'll be honest. I was searching because, A, I wanted to find out, first off, is this new camera HomeKit compatible? And the answer is no. Hmm. Yep. Then my second answer, uh, research point while you were talking, was um, because I am running HomeBridge, which we've talked yep. about in my house. Yep. I'm now looking to see if there's a set of plugins that will work with wise smart home devices. Yep. And the answer is yes, although I have not tried but, them out yet. So, yep. so yes, I will tell you, yes, it works for HomeBridge, but has not worked for the cameras in the past. However, okay. the whole goal when I read this probably, what, three or four months ago when we talked about HomeBridge was that their new cameras would start to be HomeBridge compatible. Uh, okay. what, what's I can't remember what the uh, the technology is, Alan. There's some, there's some sort of technology um, – that cameras need that would allow for live streaming. It's like the secure video. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Some SSV yeah. or something like that, but the old cameras would not do that. I'm hopeful that this new one does. Um, I will also tell you just, just this week, you'll see at the very top of the, well, actually I don't have it sharing anymore, but that's the top of the wise uh, website. It says, they have the brand new cameras that they're just now putting out. They're called OG cameras and it allows you to be stacked and have kind of two cameras on top of each other, one going each direction allows them to have telephoto, which is actually pretty cool. That's the first one I've seen that has a telephoto capability mm. where if it detects motion in say your driveway and the person starts running away, then it's going to be able to zoom in and, you know, follow them closely and get more oh, detail. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's some there's some cool things that they're trying to do, um, but that is a really good point. I'm not HomeKit, um, but I do want to figure out if their new cameras are using that technology that can go with HomeBridge. Well, and of course, as we talked about a few weeks ago, I am hoping Matter. that these newer devices will be compatible with the Matter protocol, yeah, which means they could start to open up and use, and maybe through a firmware update or if they've already got the technology built in, they'll start working with things. So I'm still waiting to kind of see when that might happen, but right. Uh, right. it is tough because why is, I love a lot of the products I see up there, but and some okay. of their items do work with HomeKit. I've got a couple that do work and I've got, but most of them do not. And that's the, the cameras definitely do not. So hmm. yeah, so that's kind of, I'm hoping at some point that'll be an option. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean I, so far like I said I, I got into the system pretty early and I've been pretty happy with it especially for the cost I would say my guess is I probably have $200 in 
into yeah. cameras, maybe maybe $250 total into cameras. And we have every bit of security needs that I think we would want uh, for where yeah. we are, um, which is great for that. And I don't, I don't spend anything per month uh, with them. Um, are their cameras the greatest? Not necessarily. Uh, is their app the greatest? Not necessarily. Now, they did say their new app, they're launching a new app, which is going to make it quicker to pull up video and all of that. But um, it just allows me to, to do some things without having to, to break the bank to be able to get some of that accomplished. So, cool. So it's good. <clears throat> well, Brian, I'm going to real quick, since I think we're actually we're actually running pretty good on time. We're actually. I, I knew. I knew we couldn't hour. get out in an hour. I knew you were going to add something. You've had to. It's no, just this will this will be really quick. Okay. You mentioned that you were going to show off your mic arm, and uh, you failed. Oh, yeah. You did not do that. So let me just real quick. Monitor uh, arm, not mic arm. I haven't done oh, the mic arm. Yet. Oh, monitor arm. No, monitor arm. You got your mic arm. Please let me see it. I, uh, I do have a mic arm that I'm going to show. Here we go. Perfect. So. Let me turn that on. Okay. So I'm showing you now. This is my new mic arm. It is, as you can see, located in the back corner of my desk. It is from, um, what was the name? Elgato. Oh, okay. It is their Wave, their Wave mic. So it basically is a low-profile mic in that when it goes up against a flat surface, it's like that. Oh, perfect. It's terrible with the light. My apologies. But the thing is, it, when it swivels out, it keeps a low profile. So it's not one of these where it's having to come down from a high arc, mm -hmm. which is what my problem was. Because as you can see, I am limited on my desk space here. Any of the mic arms I've tried to use, I don't have enough room here to hold them. So with this, this is a low profile, meaning I can fold it back up against the wall. But then when I'm ready to use it, I bring it right here. Nice. And it's perfect for that. Okay. So this so is it lift? Does it lift as well? Or does it, it stay low no. like that? There's a hinge right here that can actually go and loosen. And it allows the arm. Ah, perfect. Yep. So this first part is flat. That part stays flat. Okay. This next part angles up. But it's meant to be a, for a mic where you want the mic to be coming up from underneath as opposed to down from right. the top. Right. So, now granted, I could have it up like this and turn this mic around and have it pointing down like that yep. if I wanted to. There you go. But it's really best, best used for this kind of environment where I just want the mic to be right here in the bottom, right underneath yep. my mouth. But I just don't have the desk space, as you can see from the camera, to go up. Yeah. To, to go up anywhere. So this is perfect. I can actually just take it and just fold it right back up against my wall <laughs> when I'm not using it. So I realize that's the mic I'm talking into. So I probably don't need to keep it too far away. But then I just swing it in here whenever I'm done and ready to use it again. So anyway. Oh man, I like that. That is my like new uh, my new mic arm. These are in high demand. It took a really long time to find one that was available anywhere. So <laughs> And they're not the cheapest thing in the world. I know you can get some really cheap ones on Amazon, some cheap mic arms, but unfortunately none of them are this low profile model, which yeah. is what I, I yeah. really needed. So anyway, I'm liking it. I think it's working do, out pretty good for me. I do like the look of it too. I like that. It's not mm -hmm. the open spring scissor oh, yeah. types that seem like they just, I don't know. Well, and it's got a cool way for, con uh, these are just magnets. Oh, cable management. Yeah. So you put the cables in there and then you just snap that little magnet back on top of it and it just looks really very nice slick. and clean. So yeah. So very happy mm. with it. It's been a good uh it's been a good thing for me. So far. and obviously it has the clamp there, but I assume it can also do a, a five eighths um mm -hmm. you know, five eighths screw mount or something. Oh as yeah, well, yeah, right. It can okay. it's got all the adapters so you can kind of screw in on the end here and get whatever you need. And what's um, ballpark? What's the cost? I got mine for 50? 70. No, 70. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still more pricey than I wanted to spend on a mic arm, but yeah, that looks really nice though. But yeah. I mean, again, I'm limited. I didn't really have much of a choice and right. uh, I did not want to have a, just a big mic sitting on a tripe on, on a desk stand. I had to keep moving in and out. I wanted to have it out of the way when I'm not recording, but I needed it to be come in and just not be distracting in the screen. I want it to be just yeah. right here at the bottom of my mouth and it's perfect for that. So yeah, that's that. cool. Yeah. Well, I'm still in the, I'm still in, 
in search for one and, and mine's a little different. I, I mean, I love what you have with the low profile and staying low like that, which I can probably do because I have a monitor on an arm now so I can go mm-hmm. under the monitor, but I also always have my laptop up. And so when my laptop yeah. is where that is, that's going to be in the way. Um, so I feel like I need, I want something that looks like yours, but I want something that goes up vertical, I right? See. So yep. that I can go mm-hmm. over my computer mm-hmm. and yep. then put it back. So I think, um, oh, you know, what is it? Yeti, Yeti makes one that's they do. probably about the same price, probably about 70 bucks. Uh, I've been looking to try to find a used one somewhere, but that one goes up and I yep. think I might try to find one of those, but <laughs> Okay. I, I am a big fan of getting, I'm loving getting real estate back on my desk <laughs> to get away the monitor. So again, I'll, I'll show you the monitor stand next time or one of our okay. next, uh, episodes. Next time but we will see pretty, Brian's monitor stand. Yeah. Pretty Stay fun. tuned for that. I know people you're are, on the people are setting seats, people are right setting now. their reminders on their, <laughs> on their apps to make sure they get notified next time. Yes. To see that. Yes. Yep. Stay right. tuned, people. So in summary, right. it looks like we had a uh, home automation line of devices from Ikea. Yep. We had um, Brian with Feedly for a newsreader service he's been using. We had um, me talking about Asana as an online project management tool for free. And then you sharing, shocker, another wise product, this time a new camera with some cool panning uh, capabilities. I'm I'm just jealous about that camera. I really like the little style of the two boxes, and I it's, saw how people had decorated the bottom half with like a outfit. It looks like a guy's head sitting on top of a body. So it's just a shame I can't I can't really use it without yeah. having to manage another app to do it. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. Whenever I talk about this, if anybody's unclear, I can buy the Wise camera and I can install it in my home and use it. I would just have to use the Wise app to control it yeah, or do anything is, with it. Which is no so, good. You don't want multiple apps. Controlling. No, the whole goal is right. to have it on one app, your home app where everything's controlled, yep. whether it's Google, Amazon, or Apple. And uh, Wise, just like most manufacturers, is still just solely in the Google and Amazon camp. So, uh, Well, and let me just clarify that Wise, the Wise cameras actually don't work with my Amazon either. Right. So what, okay. what it is, is they don't have the protocol to do streaming. So what you need is you need cameras that can do real-time streaming. Support the real-time other, streaming. Yeah. Real-time to other. Now, as you saw, I can real-time stream through their app, right? Which is what we do. So we, I always, the app itself is what provides me all my notifications. Like, hey, someone's at your doorbell. Hey, someone is moving in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Hey, someone is doing this. Um, what I would love would be to even take my Amazon uh, show that I have in my um, uh, in the kitchen that has the screen on it, and I'd love it to be able to show me the movement that's happening. To go, hey, by the way, there's movement. Let's show it to you. Um, it doesn't do that yet. I can I can control them, which is kind of nice. I can say, you know, Alexa, turn on the upper string lights, which are all in a wise uh, switch. So the switches. Mm-hmm. The light bulbs, they can all work through Amazon, obviously not through HomeKit right now. The cameras are still kind of the weird ones. So I use the app for the cameras. So if you were interested in just the app or just the cameras, you would be stuck with the the Wise app, which is, again, not bad. It lets me know the notifications. Yeah. It tells me everything I need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just if I wanted to be able to control those cameras, like turn them all on or turn them all off, yeah. I'm going to have to go through the app to do that. So Okay. But but for their for their equipment, you know, it does work with Alexa. So like sensors and uh, turning a light bulb on and off or a switch on and off. So good deal. All right. Well, Brian, I made it through this hour. I made it through this hour with minimal coughing. I hope I muted every time I did. You did. Yeah, you did pretty well. I'm now extremely congested and having struggle even talking well the voice is so, extra sexy tonight extra I sexy a little yeah. i had a little extra layer on there for everybody listening yeah. tonight yeah so brian how about uh take us home tell us how people can talk to us after this yeah you can uh send us an email at info at the mesh.tv and uh, we would love to you know what we love is we love hearing from people that say check this device out check this product out because it gives us a reason to go and maybe get something new or at least uh, review something. Um, you can also go to our website and uh, uh, brothers-n-tech.com 
you can find previous episodes. You can also connect to us through there. There's a contact uh, button. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what new things you'd like us to talk about. We do have a couple of cool topics that we're excited about for the next couple of weeks, uh, which is great. And um, but we are looking to try to build those build those topics up. So tell us what you want to hear. <laughs> and Sorry, I just, I the muting worked perfectly. Very nice. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm good because yeah. that was that was rough. Um, all right. <laughs> That's it. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Like Brian said, we do have a couple of cool topics planned for the next couple of weeks. So definitely yeah. stay tuned as we get into some interesting new tech next week. It'll be another few weeks before we do another Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode, but plenty of time for everybody to send in their own suggestions of things we check out. And yeah. maybe that'll make it to our show when we do this again next month. But until then, we'll talk to you next week with another tech topic of discussion. Until then, uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Collins woefully behind. Say it again, Brian. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.